0: Should we, as Christians, watch the news? And I want to be more specific with that, the 24-hour news cycle. Um, I wanted to do this episode kind of towards the end of last year. It was kind of on my list for the 1st of December, and I decided not to because I didn't want to go into... The holiday season with bleakness in any way, shape, or form. So I'm starting this year off, I guess it's technically my second episode of this year, but starting this one off with a maybe controversial thing. Uh, I'm not going to go too in-depth in all of this, but I just wanted to really get you thinking about should you watch the news. And I mean this not as in just your local news, you know, that comes on at 5 o'clock when they just kind of tell you what's going on in your area. I'm talking very specifically about, you know, the big three, you know, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and even more specifically, I'm talking about the talking heads of each of these networks. They all have, you know, you probably know, I'm not going to name any names, but you probably know the the face that comes to your mind for when you think of one of these channels. There's main talking heads, the people bringing in all the views, and I just want us as Christians to think, should we even be watching this? Because... It's so destructive, I think, personally. My personal take on this, I'm just going to go ahead and get it out the way. My personal take is no, I don't think Christians have any business watching either of these three channels realistically at any point. I mean, I've gone most of my life without watching any of them, except here and there, and my life's, I think, far better for it not watching these channels. But no matter which of the three you listen to, they're all biased and pushing an agenda. And if you're probably, if you're a person who watches one of those three you probably stand by the fact that yours is not biased. Well, let me just tell you, as someone from the outside looking in who is not politically left or politically right, I am just have views into the world. <laughs> but let me tell you, they are for sure biased, and they are for sure pushing an agenda, all three of them. It's how they make their money. It's how they bring in views, and especially those talking heads. I mean, I know um, – what was the guy's name? Bill O'Reilly. When he was on Fox News, he was the highest-watched thing in, like, America. And, you know, when you're the highest-watched thing, you've got a lot on the line to keep bringing in those views, keep bringing in that money for your yourself and for the network. So they're definitely pushing an agenda, and they're pushing something that's going to make it to where you keep coming back and watching. And historically speaking, humans don't keep coming back to watch good things. We gravitate, I think it's part of our sinful nature, we gravitate towards hearing about bad things and the things that get us angry. But my, I have some things I just want you to think about, and the biggest thing is truth. I, I, we just have to stand on that, and I think these news networks are not preaching truth. Um, a lot of the news they talk about isn't even true, because, like I said, they're they're a big part of what brings people into watching is the opinion of these talking heads. So they may give you the general baseline of what the event or news is that's happening, but then they're gonna have their own opinion on it. And that's what makes people enjoy or I don't know if enjoy is the right word for it, but like watching that specific person. And as Christians, we're supposed to be so for the truth. You know, that doesn't mean we can't be near anything that isn't truth. Like if you want to go watch a superhero movie, you can't be like, well, superheroes aren't true, so maybe I shouldn't watch that. No. Those are obvious not reality, not true things. No one's going into that thinking Spider-Man's real or anything like that. But if we're going into the news and expecting to get fed truth from the news and we're not, we need to stay away from that because we should only be filling our lives with truth. Because when we as Christians talk to the outside world, if we're telling them this true news of Jesus Christ dying for three days and coming back from the dead. Like, let's just think about that for a second. Like, even as a Christian, I can admit that that sounds crazy. I think that's part of the the amazingness of God is that everything he does from our human minds is crazy. And if we're sitting here trying to proclaim this truth that a man who was God died for three days and then came back to life, resurrected from the grave, we have to stand on that truth. And if we're also feeding people these other Fake truths, these false truths, these half truths—we're corrupting our own um, testimony in what Christ has done because we're saying other things. We're saying this is a truth when it may not be a truth. When it may just be some guy on CNN's opinion, maybe some guy on Fox News's opinion, and we're getting angry about this thing and justifying how we speak to people and how we treat people. And you know, I know people who legit—you know—they come up to you and they ask are you a Democrat? And you're like, no. They'll be like, well, I'm not talking to you. Or vice versa. You know, Republican, whatever. There's people who literally base people's character and everything just based off of a vote politically, which some people get really invested in that, so maybe there is some value to you thinking, oh, I don't want to talk to this person because I know their beliefs. But some people don't put that much effort into it, so if you're basing someone's entire livelihood off of a decision they made in a ballot box, I, I think that's just crazy to begin with. But, not to just sit here and uh bark on that for a while, but actually once you to think about the truthness of it all, like we should be ingesting the truth always. And the only truth out there at all is the Bible. It's the only thing that is one hundred percent true that we can look at and know for a fact there is no error in this. This is truth. Anything I read out of this, I don't have to question because it is true. Whereas anything you're watching on T V you have to think, what is this person trying to get from me? Why are they saying these things? Are they trying to get me riled up? Are they trying to just get me to come back next week and watch. What is this thing? But in Ephesians four twenty nine it says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those that hear. So with that, our speech should be of good news, not of anger and hate. And I see so much of people and I hate that. I see it coming out of the church too. So many people spreading hate and anger, with everything they say, and it's you can tell it's just repeated, regurgitated stuff that they've heard off of whatever news network they've heard, and that is not what we should be doing. We should be uplifting one another. We should be telling the good news of Jesus to people who don't know Jesus, but especially when we're talking to our fellow brothers and sisters, there should not be divisions. There should not be hate. If there's going to be divisions in the church, it should be over someone preaching a false gospel. That should be the only time I think there should be any division in the church and be warranted because we should, you know, obviously flee from false prophets, false uh, gospel, false truths. We need to flee from that, especially in the church. But outside of that, you know, God created us all very differently. He created us all in very unique, different ways. Everybody, you are only you and I'm only me. And it's beautiful. That's how God intended it for us to be. So because of us being ourselves, we're going to have differences in opinions on things, different ways of how we think the world should run, different ways on how we should engage with people, all these different things. But none of that should ever boil down to hate. None of that should ever be anger. We should never be angry about how someone else sees something different unless they're, like, infringing on you. But then that's a whole other debate of what's actual infringement. So I, I'm not even going to get on that. But uh, but I just see so much of this spreading of hate and brothers and sisters in Christ not talking to each other, not uplifting one another all because of political views and because of just the constant hate they're feeding themselves off the off these uh, networks and I wanted you to think about this too think about how much time you spend watching these networks I know some people who, who casually watch these networks you know like a couple times a week they'll put it on see what the news is saying or whatever but I know some people that as soon as they get off work they're turning on the news and that's what they're watching until they're going to bed And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like all my time spent not at work is in devotionals and reading the gospel and watching sermons and all that. But just think about that. Think about if you're wanting to be fed something, because that's why you're watching these channels is you're trying to be fed, you know, confirmation bias or whatever you're actually going for. But you're trying to be fed in some way, shape or form. Why not spend that time instead of that hour watching that talking head? Spend that time watching a sermon A typical sermons only, you know, 30 to 45 minutes long. So in the same amount of time, you could watch a full sermon and do some like 15 minutes of Bible reading of your own and get far more enrichment in your life, far more good in your life, far more truth in your life. And we all need truth. Like, (laughs) I think I speak for the whole world when I say we all are desperate for truth. And that truth only comes in Christ. That truth only comes in God's word. And that's why we're all longing for God, and it's because he is the only truth. But Jesus also taught us that we should love and even do good to those who hate us. And that means politically, too. And with all the division that comes from watching these news cycles, people have people like I'm probably hated by so many people I've never even met just because I may have said or done something political at some point in my life. And so there's tons of people who hate me, but I need to be doing good to those people, I'm not getting more angry at them for them being different than me, for them hating what I hate or what I love, and all that. I should be doing good to them. We actually were going over this in my Sunday school today. It's uh, Luke six twenty seven, um, kind of the middle of the verse. It says, "Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you." And I really thought about that. I think about it a lot today in class when we were going over it, because you know, love your enemies. We hear that all the time do good to those who hate you. And that's the one that stuck out to me because Jesus isn't commanding us to just, oh, you know, love your enemy and, you know, put them to the side so you don't do anything bad with them. But he explicitly says, this is what was on my heart today, do good to those who hate you. So it's not even a command to just be idle or to not engage in quarrels with them. It's a command to go out of our way to do something good for these people, these people who disagree with us. So, you know, if you're A conservative, and you're thinking, Oh, I hate these liberals and how they're changing all these things. What Jesus would say is not just to love this person and stop, you know, speaking behind your back about how much you hate them, but go find one of these liberals and, you know, go to lunch with them. Have a, ask them how their day is, you know, and they may not want to do that. They may hate you for it, but that's on them at that point. If, If we're called as Christians to do good for these people. And so I want you to think about that too. Like all these people that you're watching these news things and, Learning, You're basically just being taught how to hate who you already dislike even more. That's all these channels are doing is just confirmation bias telling you how to hate your person more, how to hate better. We should just call them hate better networks, not news networks. But uh, this verse stuck out to me too, and I want to just talk about how it really hits on who you surround yourself with. And it's 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three. It says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. So with that in mind, think about these news networks. They're not technically, no one on these networks are sitting in the living room with you. But we live in a weird age. Like we have for the past 100 years or whatever with radio and TV and all that where, I mean, y'all listening to this, I'm not there with you, but I'm there with you in a weird way because my voice is being recorded and you are hearing it. And in the same way, you are surrounding yourself with these people on the tv they are technically your company they may not be there sitting on the couch with you but they're company you're inviting them into your living room and some people on tv literally say that like thank you for inviting me into your living room and so they're your company and if they're just negative if they're just you know constantly dogging on the other side constantly saying woe is me woe is the world everything's you know going down the, the toilet the the world's just a mess and all this you're surrounding yourself with bad company at that point. And bad company leads to bad morals because your morals are based around who you are with. And I think that too is why it's so important to have good Christian friends and stuff because as I've talked about before, when I first came to Christ again back in 2016, it took me about another two years before I actually got a Christian friend group. So those two years in between... Although I had Christ in me, I was still hanging around people whose morals were not Christian morals. So my morals never changed because I was surrounded with people who had earthly morals. And it took being around Christians for me to see. Like, it wasn't that I didn't see it. It was just nothing ever really pushed. And I think that's why God speaks about, like, you know, having the church around you, having godly people around you who can shape your morals. And if you're all being shaped, your morals all being based off the gospel, you're going to have great morals. You're going to have godly morals. But if your whole company you're around is just these negative mindsets coming out of your TV, you're filling yourself with bad morals. And that is just so anti God to have bad morals because God created morals and his morality is so good. It's it's beyond anything we're even capable of understanding. Like, even our best, the best moral person on earth is still trash in comparison to God. (laughs) So, we need to keep our worldview on God. And his morals and his full structure. And I just wanna say this too: like, no political party is perfectly in line with God. None. There never has been, and there never will be. Because as long as man is involved, everything is imperfect. Like, anything man creates is not perfect. Only God can create perfect. And that's why we should even be so devoted to these political things. We need to devote ourselves to god to his kingdom his plans not man's like we spend way too much time learning about our political beliefs learning about why we hate the other people's political beliefs and that time should be spent building god's church finding out what god's kingdom would say what god's kingdom values are what his morals are what his standards are and we should let that be what we devote ourselves to we should push that no political party we should never even care about political parties. We should be just like, wow, okay, cool. Y'all do what y'all are going to do, but we've got God's kingdom in mind. And this verse came to my mind too. It's Romans 8.2. It says, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. With that in mind, think about what you're bringing in. And if your mind is only focused on, oh, well, these people are taking my rights or, oh, these people aren't giving rights or these people are Whatever. Your, your mind is on the flesh and the flesh leads to death. Our minds should be on God. The spirit is life and peace. If we want peace of mind, we're not going to get that from any news channel. I I mean, if you've watched a news ever in your life, you can attest to that. You're not going to walk away from a, you know, Hour long thing on Fox News and be like, oh, I feel so much more at peace. You're only going to feel more angry. It's what it's designed to do. It's what all those channels are designed to do. None of them are designed to make you be at peace, to be happy, because that's just not what sells. It's just really not. And they're all based off what sells. They all are getting paid tons of money, more than we could ever even imagine. So we need to have our minds set on the Lord. And the last thing I want to say is this How much do you know? about what your church is doing and but how much do you know about what your political party or enemy is doing because i hear so many people even at my church talk about how they don't know anything our church is doing but me as someone who's pretty involved in my church i see lots of things we're doing and i'm always so caught off guard when i hear that from people because i'm like well we're doing all these great things what are you talking about but it's clearly one there is a lack of communication in our church and we're working on that But two, a lot of that is people aren't asking. People aren't trying to get involved. But think about how involved people get politically. Think about how much devotion they learn or put into finding out why they hate the other political party or just why they can reaffirm what they believe. Think about if that time was spent being devoted to our churches. If we spent that much time devoting our energy, our resources, our entire psyche to church think how strong the church would be think how healthy churches would be right now if we just even spent a quarter of the time that we invest in the news and invest in politics if we even spent a quarter of that invested into our churches right now i think the whole world would look different not even just our country the whole world would look different if christians myself included spend as much time as they do in other things devoted to making a healthy church devoted to bringing people to church devoted to going out and ministering to people going and giving people what they need going helping those who are in hurt but instead we're spending that time devoted to just things that are getting us angry and there is so much anger in this world we need we as christians should be different than the world we shouldn't be so angry all the time that's not what god would have us be he would have us be in peace in him and if we have Jesus in us, we shouldn't even be worried about the other, the, the rest of the world because we know his kingdom will be the one that reigns. Like, It's not going to matter about all these other things in the world because when he comes, he will be the only thing. Because all governments, America's government included, all countries, the U.S. included, all of these will fall and will fail. Maybe not in our life. Maybe. Maybe tomorrow these will all fail. But for 100% certain, when Jesus comes back, every single country, government, political view, all of that will be done. It will be crushed, it will be put beneath the throne of God, and God's kingdom will come in. A new heaven, a new earth. And those new heavens and new earths aren't going to have what we know today. So let's not spend so much time trying to preserve these ideals and getting mad at anything that seems to kind of fringe on it because we know that God's kingdom is what is ultimately going to reign and we should be doing all we can building God's kingdom up, telling people the good news that God's kingdom will come, telling people the good news that these political ideologies, these angers from watching the news, these differences in the opinions, none of that's even going to matter when God comes. When, and if you've living your life as a christian it's not going to matter anyways because you have that hope and when god returns and when his kingdom just destroys everything we've made and brings in a true perfect earth a perfect heaven unsaturated and free from the sinful worlds that we have created but that's just you know some thoughts i want y'all to think about this is very personal some of you may walk away from this disagreeing and think that it's not a bad thing to watch news. And like I said, local news, I, I'm kind of different about that. Local news is a little different. It normally just tells you a few points and actually kind of gives you the news of what's going on. But I'm really thinking about those of you out there and just if maybe a loved one you know who really spend a lot of time watching these 24-hour news networks. And you you can probably see how angry and anxious and just mad and scared these people are and I think as Christians, we should stay away from that. We should stay away from anything that tears us down. And we should spend all of that time doing things that build us up. And what better way to build us up than to build us up in God's kingdom, and his truth, and in his word. And that comes from reading the word. That comes from prayer. That comes from doing good works to those in need and just living a Christ-like life. But that's just my opinion on all this, and I'm not a pastor.